Hey Alice, this is Buddy. We're just driving towards Sonoma train town. I'm doing a little bit of test of the recording equipment, so I can listen to this later. Sounds to me like the lab mic is working well. I don't know really what else to say, so I'll end this recording here. Uh, It's kind of like leaving a voicemail for a person who um, won't ever be getting it. So when you get this message, call me back. Okay, bye. Hey, Alice. This is uh, Buddy Duquesne. And Kate Friends. And we are recording for you a mini episode of Those Happy Places, live from Sonoma, California. Today, we are going to Train Town. Train Town, Sonoma, a 10-acre themed area dedicated to trains. And we picked this place for two reasons. One... Because, obviously, we like trains. Of course. And, and of course, uh, long-time listeners of the podcast will remember that we have uh, an entire episode dedicated to Disneyland's train and the monorail. Uh, and, and Walt's fascination with trains uh, as kind of an inspiration for the rest of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Train Town Sonoma, which opened in the 1960s, uh, is kind of a, uh, a weird... Uh, a recollection of that almost, or a uh, well, like an extension of that. It's an extension of that. The founder, Mr. Frank, was a longtime model builder. He did a lot of tabletop train building, like Walt Disney, and he decided to transform that love of tabletop models into a ten-acre park. There is. A train that is one quarter scale that goes on a four mile track through waterfalls and villages, which are all one, one quarter, quarter in size. scale. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, uh, and and that's that's how it's uh, advertised as well. Is that everything is meticulously scaled at one quarter size? Um, um, and like Disney, he uses careful gardening techniques to make the park seem a lot bigger than it actually is, and. It's kind of a very fun place, and part of the reason we also picked it, besides the fact that it is a small local theme park, which is really cool, is uh, I actually grew up going to it as a kid. It was a, a place where I would go with my mom or my dad and spend a few hours just exploring. So on top of the train... There's also like a Ferris wheel. There's a small roller coaster. Yeah, the the Ferris uh, the Ferris wheel and roller coaster and the Iron Horse Carousel, all of which are train themed on top of being their their respective kind of theme park ride, uh, which is really interesting. So so it really is uh, an incredibly quaint uh, place. We just pulled up to it and we we kind of drove through the parking lot, which is full right now. But the parking lot is uh, one one aisle of cars uh, with with two rows for parking, and parking and admission to the park are both free. But you pay per ride. So we're gonna go purchase a couple of uh, tickets right now for the train ride. I think uh, will be like our main stop today. But we might go on the Ferris wheel too. <laughs> um, 
Also, there, in addition to the rides, because there's the train, there's all the rides we just mentioned, there's also actual train cars that have been restored that you can kind of climb through and explore and see what the inside might have looked like. They really kind of, over the years, have collected it and put it together so that you get a history of trains, which is interesting for California because especially the Napa, Sonoma area, the history has been defined by the railroad. There's the gold rush, there was the transcontinental and all that stuff. So it's kind of going to be an interesting little taste of history. Yeah, I mean, this this place is listed on the Sonoma City uh, and County websites as kind of a landmark. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder, because there's not a lot on the website about it, um, I wonder how much of a, a museum this place is, uh, how much of a story about California it, it attempts to tell. So uh, we're not going to do a ton of recording from in, inside the park. If we come up with something real quick, we might record a little something. But these are our thoughts as we go in. Yeah. And we'll let you know how it is and um, we'll move forward from there. One quick thought I have before we leave is something that this makes me think of is this podcast talks a lot about Disneyland and Universal, but it's kind of cool to be reminded that there's little theme parks all over the country. Not not just little theme parks, but like areas of uh, little, uh, small areas of themed entertainment, right? Yeah. Uh, Museums, uh, train exhibits, uh, you know. uh, uh, Even something like Medieval Times. Yeah, or or the zoos, or um, I'm thinking of that. Thrill parks. Yeah, thrill parks, or or even planetariums uh, and and science centers and things like that, where, where theming is so important to the way the story of the place is told. Um, and we, we'd like to kind of, now that we have the chance to do a mini episode, uh, kind of open the floor to those kinds of places. Yeah. So you got to go to Disneyland this week, Alice, and we're, we're not jealous. Not at all. We're at Train Town, and we're going to have a great afternoon. So uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Hey, Alice, this is Buddy Duquesne. And Kate Prince. And we just finished our trip to Sonoma Train Town. It was delightful. Yeah, it was, it was really, really a, a, an adorable park. And I mean, like, in, in, in the way that you are able to adore it. And it was, it was that nice. Uh, it, was, it was so meticulously crafted and really, really just a fun spot. It really was. You could see on the website they describe it as a giant tabletop train, and that's really what it feels like. It felt like you were walking on a train model the whole time. And and the of course the the crown jewel of the of Train Town is the train. Yes. Uh, so we we bought two tickets for the train, uh, and I, I got to talk a little bit about the the experience because it really feels like a a place out of time. It really does. It feels. It has a similarity to Disneyland in that you are surrounded by homes and businesses and the main road, and yet you see nothing. You're really just in your own little world. Uh, yeah, I was I was talking, Kate, to you about this. Uh, so it's right off of Highway 12 in Sonoma. Uh, and the, the highway, uh, you, you turn right off of the highway into Train Town's parking lot. And the the... The spot is is separated from the street by just the parking lot. 
and other than that, there's no sidewalk, um, there's no, like, outside, out front area, the, the ticket booth is right there at the front of the park, and then right past the ticket booth is the boarding area for the train, mm-hmm. um, and I was talking to Kate, and I was like, oh, hey, all this without a berm, because the train stops at one point, and I did a 360, like, you know, just kind of turn around and, and look, and you can't see any of that. Mm-mm. Um, nothing, nothing at all. So let's talk a little bit about the train boarding process. There's no real line. There's just kind of a yellow painted line on the ground that just says train boarding here. So people get off and people get on and you find your seat. Uh, we each had to take kind of our own little mini bench on the train car because it is obviously built for children. And a conductor comes by and punches your ticket. That's it. By hand. He, he goes, he goes tickets, and you hand out your ticket, and he punches your ticket. And I assume if you don't have a ticket, then he, he throws you off and then says, no the ticket. Ticket booth is two steps that way. Yeah. So, so you, you can just go purchase a ticket. And the train's pretty long. Like, there's a covered section. I'd say there's probably, like, six, seven cars with four or five benches each. Yeah, it maybe carried about 50 to 60 people. Well, depending on the size of the children. Yeah, just depending on the size of the kids. And also depending on the adult-to-child ratio. Right, because the two of us, we took up more than our fair share of the train, I would say. Well, we are tall humans. Right, so we, we were sitting and uh, kind of kind of watching the boarding process, and, and I was struck by the fact that there's, there's almost no, like, guardrail or line um, or safety measure at all. It it really doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like a modern theme park at all. You just get on the train yeah. if you have a ticket, and you, it really just the train pulls into the station and you step aboard, and there's nothing separating the front area of the park from the train itself. Nope. It's just this kind of sidewalk area where you can walk up and onto the train, and then after the train boards, somebody shouts. All aboard, and then the train moves. Uh, and, and the way the park is kind of set up, the front half of it has the rides, like the Ferris wheel and the carousel, like we mentioned, in the boarding area. And then you go back into this wooded area. There's a pond. There's all these, like, little mini buildings that look like the Old West. There are tunnels. And, I mean, the tunnels are in the fourth size scale. Like, Buddy and I could reach up and touch the ceiling. Uh, yeah, and we we definitely saw people uh, kind of doing that. Like, the the parents were like, Ah, no, my hand! It got, ah, it got chopped off by the tunnel! They were like, oh no, I can reach up and touch. <laughs> and Buddy has a history of hyperbole, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was fun, though. Um, and and the, each of the tunnels were marked with uh, the year that they were built. Mm-hmm. So starting in 1957... And then, and then, kind of moving on from that, uh, yeah, it, which which was really cool because you could kind of see the progress. And it really felt handmade. It felt like a. It felt like it's just like a giant project. But it was really cool because you looped around the park almost twice, and yet you didn't feel like you'd only gone a little bit of a distance. Like the ride takes about twenty minutes on the train. Yeah, and uh, there is one stop. So you stop at this Clear little view. town. Clear Lake. Clear Lake. And we think it's called Clear Lake. And at the little town, there are two llamas and two goats. And kind of like you shrunk an old west main street. There's a little school. There's a little saloon. There's There's a church. A little church and a little jail and a a little water tower. And a little outhouse that definitely doesn't function. 
Um, and the uh, the fort too. And a little fort with little binoculars where you fort can look around the park. And on a little fire station with a little fire engine. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was really incredible. So you pull into the station and, uh, then... You have ten minutes. Yeah, ten, ten-ish. You know, no, no more than that, I'm sure. And uh, there's a little coin-operated things where you can get feed for the llamas and the goats. And you they eat right out of your hand. And there's nobody there, like, running this town. No. Uh, there, there, there aren't any, uh, employees or staff. Um, it, other than the the train conductor, mm-hmm. uh, who is the the one person, or I guess there's two, right? There's, there's two. One, one in the front, front, one in the back. Uh, and they're the the two people who are in charge of managing the train as it empties out, um, and then people just kind of run wild over this little model town, and then uh, a, a recording starts to play. And Talking to you about the history of old towns. They tell you how a telegram works. Yeah, because because you gotta you gotta kind of imagine. I guess that this is this is for really little kids. Mm-hmm. So the concept of a telegram to somebody born, say, in the last fifty years, <laughs> since uh, this park opened again, like uh, would be would be a really alien thing. So the the kind of old man. Uh, you know, recording starts up and he's like, I've just received a telegram that says that I should tell you about the history of this town. And then he starts to kind of rattle off some facts. And But then he says, and a telegram used to be a way that people communicated with each other. And I'm like, and it oh goes my gosh. on for like 10 minutes. And that's about as long as you stay in the station. Right. And then you go off and you come back to the main train station. Yeah, there wasn't really any uh, ushering back onto the train. It was it just, just kind of like... Organically yeah, everybody started sort of to happen. Did. Yeah, and and we, we all sat down and then, you know, somebody said all aboard and then back into normal train town. We went. Uh, along the way, there were, again, other little model towns, little scenes, bridges. Tree houses. Uh, dolls. Um, <laughs> but not, like, in a creepy way. And it reminded me a lot of Disneyland in the sense that they took care to hide the maintenance stuff with theming. Like, at one point, there's something that almost looks like the Golden Gate Bridge, and when you come around, you realize it's pipes that are used to help keep the ponds clean, but they hit behind this bridge, and they really committed to this feel of going through the Old West. Yeah, I was really imp- impressed by the water features. Uh, um, the the ponds and rivers and creeks. And you could see the Japanese landscape that we mentioned in our first recording, because everything kind of curved, so you could never quite tell where the end of the park was. Yeah, and, and, and we, we must have, on our 20-minute train ride, gone around the park two or three times. At uh, least three. But it, it didn't it didn't feel like it. There, no. there was no evidence that we had actually done that. It just kind of curved back in on itself over and over again. And you kind of got a new view every time it curved, so it felt new. It it was a delight. And the rides are just, they're silly, they're fun. Yes, um, as part of our as part of our admission, we, we also bought uh, five different uh, ride tickets. So we got to ride the Ferris wheel and the tiny roller coaster. And, and they were cute, right? I mean, we the were the roller coaster was fun. We were the only people on the Ferris wheel, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hand it to the Ferris wheel operator. It, it's one guy with with a, lever. with a lever that's the brake, I guess. And um, uh, it, you just kind of, the bar goes over your lap. It felt very safe, but we had a. The really nice part is when we got to the top, we had a great view of the valley. Oh yeah. 
Um, and we were able to kind of look around and, and see that Traintown at 10 acres uh, is not big at all. It's not. It, it really is isn't. a fifth the size of Disneyland. That, that is, that's advertised on their brochure. I have it uh, right in front of me. It says, we are one-fifth the size of Disneyland registered trademark, which either to me says they, they're trying to cover the fact that they printed the name Disneyland in their thing um, or that that's their uh, park motto. Train Town, where one fifth the size of Disneyland. Disneyland. Uh, but but you know it didn't need to be bigger than that. No, it really it is a very fun thing to do. And we were talking. We spent between the two train tickets and the five ride tickets, we spent twenty eight dollars. And we spent about uh, ninety minutes there. Oh, if we had had you know if we were taking care of a kid, we probably could have stayed longer because. There's a lot of just area to roam around in the park, too, like, and kind of just have little adventures on these trails. And so, you could easily take longer with a kid, but it's also, you know, four or five blocks from downtown Sonoma, so we're going to go have a picnic and walk around downtown. It's a great way to spend an hour or two. Hey, Alice. Uh, it's Buddy Duquesne. And Kate Prince. And we are back home from our trip uh, to Train Town, Sonoma. Woohoo! And I was listening to some of what we recorded when we were out in the field, and I, I wanted to come back to Train Town for just a second and think about what the experience means. I mean, here's this, here's this little 10-acre spot uh, in the middle of farm country in California. Wine country. Wine country in California. Uh, and, and it's, it's a, a train set built in the 50s, opened in the 60s, that really is just basically open to the public. Uh, there are a few rides and uh, a con one concession stand and one gift shop and, and that's it. Um, and it's, it's really just, the, the words I would use is the mom and pop store of theme parks. Well, I think the important thing to remember is that Train Town really isn't alone in that. There were theme parks before Disneyland, and there are new ones that come up that are smaller. I mean, even around us, we also have Children's Fairyland, which... Is a whole nother podcast episode because it was actually an inspiration for Disneyland. Sure. So, I think that these smaller... Because Disneyland has the lands, which are kind of their own little theme parks. So, this felt like it could have been like a chunk of a bigger one. But at the same time, it has its own story. It has its own feel yeah and it's kind of its own unique little thing and i think as as a, a first timer going to train town there were really two stories right there was the story of uh the park as we were experiencing it which was a a, a little blast from the past reminder of simpler times um you know just a fun little train excursion this this kind of non-thrilling just ride through the wilderness and then there's the second story, which is the the story of you know uh, Stanley Frank, and that th this thing that he built on his own over the course of ten years, and then kind of passed on to his family, and who who continue to run it. I think it's kind of beautiful that someone was so excited about this thing they were passionate for, which was model trains, that they decided that. That's what they were going to do. They wanted to share that love with everyone that they could. Hmm. 
So he made it accessible. And the really cool thing is it is a very accessible place. Yeah, we, we pulled off the road and we're inside within within 30 seconds of, of approaching the gate. It was it was so open and, and felt like such a, a normal part of the community. And, and really, that's what it feels like is a, a little community theme park. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so funny to me because because of the train connection and because uh, Disneyland was also opened on five well, five times the size, but, you know, 50 acres of farmland. Inspired by trains. Inspired by Walt's train sets. Uh, and then, you know, with the backing of Walt's movie studio, uh, became a, an international institution. Whereas Train Town is really just a more focused, uh, much smaller scale... Uh, implementation of basically the same obsession with train sets. Yeah, I think though the thing about Train Town, and I say this with all of for Disneyland, Train Town has no delusions of grandeur. No, it's it's not it's not it certainly is not more than it is. It does not try to set out to be this big thing. It sets out to take you around on a train, have you ride a few rides, pet some animals and kind of just have a good time. It was really easy to disconnect while we were there a little bit from, like, my phone and just look around and be in nature. And, I mean, luckily we were there on this gorgeous day. The weather was perfect. I do wonder what train town is like in the rain. It's not fun. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it, it really tells the story of a different time. While it's kind of generic, it's definitely also, like, a part of the California history, which is very important to Sonoma, as we've discussed. Sonoma really connects strongly to its, like, its old roots. So, I think it's it's kind of a fun little thing. It's a fun little story of a simpler time and trains and... I don't think it needs to be more than that. I don't think we really need to go too much into deep into theming because it, it just kind of presents itself as this is what I am, this is what you're going to do, and we hope you have fun. <laughs> and, and fun we did have. Yeah. Anyways, Alice, this is uh, kind of the end of the podcast, uh, the end of the mini-sode. Um, and I just want to let you know that, uh, Kate, it was really fun to do this mini-sode with you. That was really fun. Thanks for coming out. No problem. I mean, it is my job to report from the field. And we were field reporting this week. Uh, so I just really want to wrap up really quick. Those Happy Places, well, this mini-episode of Those Happy Places, was produced and edited by Buddy Duquesne. Research was by Kate Prince. Our theme music is Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers, featuring Phil Alvin. Find the Feet Warmers at their website, californiafeetwarmers.com. The music behind the rest of the episode is by Poddington Bear from the Free Music Archive. The song is called Bit Rio. You can download all of that on the Free Music Archive for free. That's why it's called the Free Music Archive. To everybody who's listening to Those Happy Places, you can find me, Buddy Duquesne, at Buddy underscore Duquesne on Twitter. You can also find Kate Prince at Kate Prince THP for Those Happy Places. Alice White couldn't be here today, but you can find her on Twitter at Alice White THP for Those Happy Places. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you return to Those Happy Places.